Welcome back, everybody, to the Sub Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Bryce. It's Mason. And Andy. And unfortunately, we have no surprise guests this week. I'm sorry, guys. What? Yep. It's coming. Three in a row, it would have been nice, but you know, we had other plans. I did uh, reach out to a very famous individual. They did not respond. I, I tweeted out at Leroy Butler, see if he could get on today, and... Um, my tweet was met with nothing, so. <laughs> well, you know, shoot no. your shot, I guess. No, right. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying, it's, it's, at least it's like someone who's well-known that we've actually talked to. And well, you know, yeah, to I what mean, extent. The, the, the tweet I sent out to him, oh, there it is. Okay, it said, at uh, Leap36, taking a leap at this, but would you be interested in joining a podcast I started for our final episode of the pilot season? Um, this tweet had seven interactions, just people looking at him, but um, otherwise uh, it did not reach the eyes of the one and only Leroy Butler. So, Well, you know, can't win them all. That's true. But one day, one day we'll get him on here, right? Hopefully. One day we'll be big enough that he'll want to be on here. Right, right. Pilot season, not, not there, but future season. Once we go big, once we go big. That's right. Uh, so I have an update uh, from last episode, actually, uh, before we get into how everybody's week was. A certain individual reached out to me about hosting the the rematch of Justin versus Noah. And if you guys had to take a guess, who reached out? Who do you guys think it was? Hmm, that's interesting. I'm thinking. I, yeah. I, I would guess that it is... The same venue as the first matchup. That was my guess too. Yes, can confirm. Uh, the 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 venue wanted the rematch back. Um, also, on that same note, uh, I think if I remember correctly, the message that was sent to me was that it'd be at the five year class reunion at said venue. So big stage to work on. Um, Noah and Justin, if you guys are listening, stay on the lookout. That's all I got to say. Jeez, quite these a, are some high stakes. Yeah, I mean, that's it's quite a, a get for the fifth year anniversary, you know, reunion. The 1v1 of the class, really, that's what everyone wants to see. I mean, what's the, you know, what's the purpose of an actual five-year uh, reunion? We're all supposed to catch up on each other, but I feel like there's a big element to that where you have to reminisce reflect and maybe revisit yeah hey you need some entertainment too i mean the the first matchup was such a huge crowd draw it was very profitable for the venue so i i can see why they want them back i mean yeah i mean that's gonna be coming up on like five years from that very moment too just it was around the exact same time frame from that graduation obviously so i mean who knows if we can obviously this is pretty pretty future vision here but getting a rematch every five years to see how their games have developed and, and uh what they bring to the table as they progress in age as well that'd be that would be a very interesting thought i, I can only imagine we're 80 years old and justin are still <laughs> pulling up in their wheelchairs just having uh, a wheelchair ball i'll be lucky to make it to 80 years old man what are you talking about that's fair that is fair i i'm giving myself about 65 to 70 if i hit 70 um we're gonna do that classic like sandlot scene where you I tie up my shoes and just have somebody throw them up on the telephone lines for me 
um, or not the telephone lines, the electric lines. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> From the Sandlot? Yeah. Did I say that? What did I say? No, you said the Sandlot. Okay, cool. It was kind cool. of, yeah. When, uh, what's his name? Um, you know what scene I'm talking about, right? I'm not crazy. No. He... Actually, I don't. <laughs> You're kidding this sounds me. Like, this sounds like like Mike. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Um, who? No, because I have never seen that movie before. Uh, I think it's the end of the first Sandlot when um, that guy... I'm trying to think of what the main character's name is. Uh, the the end of the first Sandlot is when Benny steals home in the MLB. Really? And okay, Smalls calls just... it, yeah. But then right before that, like like the big dog chase. And yeah. I mean, he puts, on the new, he puts on the new pair of shoes. Yeah, doesn't he toss up the old ones, though? I don't know if it hits like a telephone pole or like a wire. So that's probably where I'm getting it. Okay. But I, th- I think I get your sentiment now. It's like the new, the new kicks that you're lacing up when you're, when you say you're referring to 70 year old birthday, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, I yeah, it's going like, that, but... it, no, no, that, that's exactly what I'm going with. It's just like that chapter in my life has completed. I have succeeded in living up to 70 and now every ride, every year, Every day, every second past that mark, it's a blessing. I mean, every day is a blessing, right? But, like, just trying to be symbolic. Right. Yeah, I get it now. I get it now. Uh, so, how was your guys' week? Um, my week, just like typical weeks, um, just going through school. is kind of, we've hit that point in the semester where it's far enough from uh, winter break, but it's still, we're approaching the spring break season. We're kind of caught in the middle, and it's like, I'm looking for something to, like, look forward to in a way that's what spring break is. Um, naturally, March Madness is my favorite sporting event of the year. So I'm really looking forward to that. And this week, I think Bryce for sure, and I'm pretty sure Andy, depending on the geographics of it. But we got hit with a lot of snow. So it was a lot of fun being away from class and uh, just kind of doing things indoors more so, um, which is not always the most fun, but reflecting on the peace that you get without having to run around all the time. Yeah, we got a decent amount of snow last week, but not too, too crazy. Last week was pretty busy for me, just uh, trying to get a bunch of homework and stuff done because I went to my cabin this past weekend. My housemates and some of my other friends took a trip down. We went skiing on Saturday, just kind of hung out. Um, and next week is spring break, so I've got, uh, exams and stuff coming up, and it's just gonna be kind of a little sprint till the halfway break here. Yeah, I'm, that's exactly, that sounds a lot of fun, uh, that spring break is already a week away for you. I still have two weeks, but, I mean, I fly out to Pittsburgh on Thursday, um, to go on interview number two for graduate school, so I'm super excited, uh, to have a half week essentially because i fly out at like six in the morning from lacrosse so should be fun but... can you just do all your classes online then bryce um unfortunately not one of my professors said i just have to look at my uh classmates notes for the hour and a half class period that i'm missing um, one of my professors has videos that he has already up on his canvas page that um i'll just be pulling from uh and just using that as my reference for what I, material I missed. Another professor, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in that class. And then the other professor, I have an exam in. So that exam is going to be pushed back until Monday. So in the grand scheme of things, I'm basically on my own for learning the material, 
uh, because nothing's going to be recorded. So Okay, that makes sense. Do you have any labs? Uh, no, this is my first semester on campus that I do not have a lab in my schedule other than my research lab, but my part of getting all the research set up is going to be done by Wednesday, so I'll be a-okay in that department. Gotcha, that makes sense. Bryce, have you publicly to the schools that you have been looking at? Um, I have not. I applied to eight different programs. I'm still waiting to hear about two programs, um, admissions decisions, or not ad- application decisions for interviews. One of them, I actually forgot to hit the submit button until February. So I'm a little bit delayed on that one. And then four of them said no. Um, and then two of them offered me interviews. And then as of Thursday, um, I received an offer from the University of Iowa. So that's that was exciting. That was my highlight of this week. Yeah, that's there you really go. Good big. Time. I also got a bonus at work, which was pretty cool to have too. But We'll always take bonuses. That is, <laughs> we'll always take them. <laughs> Congrats sure. on that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bryce having all the wins last week. I took a quite a few uh, L's too. Um, it was a weird swing of emotions uh, when I found that out. Like I accidentally forgot about class on Friday. <laughs> like I showed up at the end of class rather than at the beginning of class. Like because I thought the hour had shifted one hour for some reason, so my schedule was thrown off. But there's and there was a couple other things. I was just really exhausted this weekend, so. All right, so we're going to bring back a segment that I had postponed uh, due to our wonderful guests and probably everybody's favorite segment. Um, this is the support of the week, and so I'm actually recording from campus today. Um, we have a cool little casting room that has a cool little mic. I'm excited to hear what the audio sounds like. I'm hoping it's a little bit better than with my microphone at home. Anyways, uh, so I don't actually have the SUP dictionary on me, fortunately enough. Andy does. And so I'm going to give this one over to Andy this week to present the SUP word or SUP phrase of the week. Yeah, aren't you guys lucky enough you get to hear my buttery voice reading the SUP word of the week this week? So I don't, our... like, the way, I don't like the way you said buttery. Just, just putting <laughs> that out there. Would you rather I said my dulcet tones? The, the way you said buttery made me feel like, you know, when you're like playing, I don't know, basketball or like soccer or football and you just get that like really weird runny sweat down your back and it doesn't like it's, you know, you're working hard for that sweat, but like it just kind of like feels really discomforting going down your back. That's that's how I felt when you said buttery. <laughs> All righty then. I didn't, know, uh, I didn't know I induced such things in you, Bryce. I mean, it could be for the fact that I just played volleyball. But anyways, continue with the (laughs) the sup word of the week in your buttery voice. So the sup word of the week, I actually did not know the origin of this quote for the longest time. But the sup word of the week is get some, which stands for go every time so others may every and then time. Um, That is the, uh, the completion of the quote, but... It obviously doesn't fit with get some. So the quote originates from a movie uh, called Division Three Football's Finest, and it's used very rarely among our friend group. It is almost exclusively used for Wrightstown High School varsity volleyball games, um, specifically shouted after a Wrightstown High School student uh, gets a kill in volleyball. 
and it's used to promote power and utter dominance over an opponent, in Mason's own words. So, it's a, uh, it's a pretty powerful quote that is very rarely used. Get some! That's how, it, that's how it's actually said in the movie. Uh, just full disclaimer, if anybody watches that movie, highly explicit, definitely not socially correct for this time of age, but it's hilarious nevertheless. I do recommend that you watch it with a light heart if you do, um, because I think that the primary actor, his name is Andy Dick, he is a phenomenal comedian actor. Um, and then his, the other guy that plays his like assistant coach, Bobby, absolutely hilarious. Um, in my second year of college, so I lived with Doug um, and three other guys at uh, in a, an apartment, and we used to watch this movie religiously. And so the only reason why I decided to make it or like pick it out for support of the week this week is because this is our final episode. And what I really wanted us to do was get some. You know what I'm saying? I really want us to get out there and get some views or listens or <laughs> whatever. It was really cringy, but that, it just kind of resonated with me when I was trying to think of a word. That explanation fits. I would also like to say for the record that I had no idea that this quote or even this movie existed when I was in high school and we first were subjected to the chant, like, our freshman year um but just the fact that it is so resonating within our little social bubble at our high school and like how um it was passed down year to year it just seemed like the common chant um even though i had never seen the movie i, I just kind of knew it was commonplace and deserved a spot even though like like andy pointed out it is rarely used i mean i feel like every friend group especially ours of course because of the dictionary but every friend group has like those inside joke kind of terms that come from a result of the culture around them or things that they enjoy have interest in that's definitely worthy enough to at least be mentioned yeah for sure did you mason when you came and visited us that year did we end up having you watch that movie and as you were explaining that um during that sophomore year i do believe and i i believe i can confirm that i was there one weekend in spring and did indeed at least begin watching it and if i recall correctly a vast majority, and I believe I was one of them, ended up falling asleep, taking a nap in the middle of the afternoon through the movie. So I do not remember anything plot-wise about the movie. But if you consider that me watching it in any regard, then I suppose, sure, I have watched it. But yeah, now that you mentioned that, I do remember that. Uh, Andy, have you seen the movie before? No, not one minute of it. Okay, Andy, this is the, the equivalence of this movie I could probably make is it's a dated version of Borat, uh, <laughs> but in a American setting and like about a Division three college football team. Um, that's just for even the name of their team is kind of like I can't say it. I don't I don't want to say it on top of the on the on the podcast um, just because of the, the innuendo behind the name. Well, we can bleep it out. Yeah, yeah, I guess I do bleep now, but it's called the the Pullum, <laughs> which is like the, the the city name is Pullum. Yeah, and their mascot is yeah, yeah. It's quite funny. Um, but my favorite part from that movie is the coach, Coach Rick Vice. Um, he's sitting, he's holding his first ever practice, and he's talking to the athletic director, and the athletic director is like a super 
formal and sophisticated guy. He's kind of like that person that like is trying to keep the obnoxiousness in check. And they're talking in the middle of the football field. They're running la- the whole team's running laps around the the track. And the coach has a gun, a pistol that he used to shoot off when they started running. Um, and the the athletic director comes up to him and he goes, or it was like looking at him why he had a gun. He's like, why, why do you have a gun here? And he's like, don't worry about it. These are rubber bullets. <laughs> and then he shot at a crow that was on top of this like bleachers and it just exploded the crow. <laughs> and he's like, well, these boys ain't made of no crow. <laughs> that was probably what? my favorite part of the entire movie. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> yeah. So slight sidebar off of this. Have you guys watched Ted Lasso? No. I have not. Okay. I have not. I it was on my list when I had Apple TV for a little bit and then I never ended up getting to watch it. It's pretty funny, but it kind of like just the way you're explaining it to me where you've got like a super crazy and out there coach and then like an AD who's a little more strict. It kind of it's kind of the it's kind of a similar dichotomy there. Mason, have you seen it? No, I don't. That was no. actually not a coherent sentence. I apologize. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I don't know what to make of what I just said. I meant to say no. I have not. Yeah, I apologize for that. It reminds me of a Megamind quote. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Megamind. Now we're now we're just talking about random movies, but that's that's a classic good movie too. Anyways, yeah, that's a fantastic movie. In my personal opinion, it's the best animated movie ever made. But there can be disagreement on that. That sounds like a hot take right there. <laughs> What? What I would mean, you have to what, say? What else, Bryce? Um, y'all have seen Shrek. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Megamind leers Shrek. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. To say. I mean, Shrek was the first one I thought of off the top of my head that like was like concrete, like like for me at least that I thought was better. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if we wanted if we wanted to stick into animated and like relative theme. I would say Monsters vs. Aliens with Seth Rogen in it is better. Oh, no way. Just saying. You are out of your mind. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, the only way we can decide these is what do the podcast listeners have to say? Um, so please reach out to us. Let us know your you what your guys' thoughts are. We got Megamind versus Shrek. And that Shrek's going to be my final vote. Um, Andy, do you want to toss out an anime movie over there? Or are you on one of those other? Sides? Oh no, I'm Team Shrek. Shrek is one of my favorite. Movies. Oh no, you people! <laughs> it, it, also has my... sma- it also has Smash well, Mouth in it. I'm just just gonna say. I mean, sure, that's like a positive to it, and just the wittiness of all the jokes and the characters in Mega Mind is just a masterpiece. Just a masterpiece. And Eddie but, Murphy. Yeah, right? Will Eddie Burrell. Murphy play? It isn't. Uh, Eddie Murphy play uh, Donkey. Oh, you're talking about Shrek. Shoot. Yeah, he does. That's what I thought. So, classic. Classic, classic. Yeah, but we can let people know. I think yeah. Megamind slept on. I, I don't think a lot of people are going to say it better than Shrek, but I'm, I'm interested to see who out there has the same thought process that I do. So, there you go. I feel like people are going to yell at us for not bringing up Despicable Me. But I think Megamind is way oh. better than Despicable Me. There you go. Okay. Yeah, we I can agree we, on that. I think we could be in agreement. Okay. There. Okay. Yeah, I I did have somebody uh, directly 
violently attack me in text message form. I'm obviously <laughs> using much hype, much hyperbole right now. Um, but they told me that my taste in uh, love movies from the podcast episode that Andy and I did was bad. So, or at the the very end of the podcast oh, when Mason had a the rom coms, yes. they were mad so, at you for those. I am in high criticism right now. Mm. Um, so I guess I shouldn't have thrown out Shrek there. I might just get some backlash. But am I in hot water too, or did they like mine? Yeah, you're you're going downhill with me. Uh, I don't know. I don't. This person, this individual, attacked me directly. Attacked in quotes. In quotes. But <laughs> they they uh they directly quoted me. I think they might have agreed with you a little wow. bit. Wow. Um, hey. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't agree with Andy? Except for when it comes to Shrek or Mega Man. <laughs> Well, everyone should just agree with me because Shrek is better. And that's that's where you're wrong. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> We're just going to make this whole podcast Shrek or Megamind. And that's that's going to be it. <laughs> yep. I, I do want to I, I did actually add a couple uh, topics this week for debate. Um, but I kind of I just had this idea pop in my head and I, I, I want to sway away from the topics that we just talked about. Um, and this this happened because there's something mentioned in our group chat today. Um, it just like segues a little bit from our last topic. But um, where would you guys want to go in August? Did you do you guys see that text today? Yeah, from Kyle. Are we talking like if I had a chance to go somewhere, because it is highly unlikely that I will get any time off of work. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's highly unlikely that we're all going to be able to line up our schedules either way. Like, I'll probably be starting mid-August school, so... And I think I'm the only one left in our friend group that's going to be in school other than Kyle. Yeah, true. I don't know. If I were going to take, like, a road trip somewhere, it'd probably be out to the Rockies. Or, like, out to the national parks, so, like, Yellowstone and Glacier and those. I could get behind that. I The only hesitation I have is the Yellowstone one. And that, that's what you said, right? You said Yellowstone yeah. somewhere there? Or am I tripping? Okay, yeah. Uh, so, the only hesitation with Yellowstone comes down to the fact of my irrational fear. Have I told you guys no, about this? No, you haven't. Yeah, I don't think you have. Okay, so, and I've been having to say this in my interviews lately, because they ask me, why are you geographically picking schools in the Midwest? And I'm like, well, first of all, Midwest nice. You literally just can't. And we could we could make a whole podcast episode about Midwest nice. It's just so unbelievable, the culture, mm -hmm. right? But the biggest driving force is, I guess it's not really irrational. Um, most people probably don't think of it, but I am like deathly afraid of natural disasters. And so mm. I, as much as I love going on vacation with my, my family and everything, uh, coastlines and the ocean super scary because i don't know if that that horizon line that you see just water there if that's just going to be a wave and a tsunami that's going to take over or um, if i'm near a fault line the chance of earthquakes and then in the case of yellowstone i think you guys can put two and two together yeah but they just i don't know i feel like I've never been to Yellowstone, so I don't know how far away you are from them, but I feel like you're typically a safe distance away from the ones that erupt. Yeah, no, I, I'm the only reason why I was hesitant in like adding that on our list of vacation travel destinations would be the fact that there's the chance that it goes <laughs> off. I know it sounds stupid, but it might go, and I don't want to be there for it. Yeah, that's fair. But just like 
I don't know. I've never been out to the national parks in that general area, so that's something really cool that I would want to do. Yeah, when you said you said the Rockies, right? Yeah, and like, like Glacier too. Yeah, those things are cool. Like I feel like I could get myself to go to that. Um my fear of natural disasters trumps that of my fear of like heights, but like my fear of heights is very limited, so because Usually, if I know I'm safe, I'm mm-hmm. fine. So, mm-hmm. agreed. What about you, Mason? Yeah, what Andy's talking about with the kind of out west in that area. I mean, I do. I, I would be down to go to that area as well. Um, I mean, I went to, for example, Salt Lake City last spring, and I'm actually going there next month for spring break. So that's a city that I really like, and in, in the mountains around there, um, it's kind of not really in the national park range, but it's kind of that western, but not California western thing. So getting to explore more of that area um, outside of just Utah, but also like Wyoming, Colorado and, and the like would be nice. Um, just thinking about Midwest or East. Um, a lot of people like you think of spring break trips, people go to like Florida or East coast or maybe even Texas. And as much as like, I, I do want to go to those places like at some point in life, I'm not like super like motivated to go in those kind of locations. So the first thing I always think of is Nashville. I went to Nashville last or summer of 21 and didn't really stay there a whole lot. We were kind of driving through, but that's an environment um, that is a really, really nice city with great scenery for what it's worth. And the greater Tennessee area with the, I believe it's the Appalachian mountain, if I'm not mistaken. um, But anyways, the the mountain range is out there and to see and do. Uh, the opportunity there. I just think of Tennessee when I don't think of the the Utah Western area. So that's what I got to say. Yeah, I I actually kind of like that idea uh, with Tennessee as well. Uh, I mean, there's like I'm gonna be team wherever, um, honestly, because I just wanna I wanna do a trip with a group of friends. I haven't had the opportunity to do that yet in my lifetime, uh, and so I would really love it if we could all like actually pull through with it. You know what I mean? Um, but when I thought of well, the, one of the first places I thought of was also Salt Lake and just like the Utah region, um, just because of kind of, I don't know, there's, there's just like a calling inside of me to like chime that idea out. But also a part of me wanted to say, I think, and I think I've said this to you guys before, but Vegas, um, I know this is like definitely not the speed of our friend group for sure, but something about Vegas, man, I loved going there. And I just, I went with my family. Uh, you know, there's, there's people on the streets that really just make me feel uncomfortable, but I thought I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being there. Yeah. I was going to say like, obviously we're not really the, like you explained, not really the speed of like the typical Las Vegas tripper. So the fact that you Las Vegas with your family, um, so you were saying that you really enjoyed it. What was like the most enjoyable moment that you had there because i do hear the fact that it's like yeah it might not it's given like negative connotation but there is like something for really everybody as long as you don't go too far down the hole that anybody can get down you know so it's just like what did you enjoy about it yeah my favorite part about vegas um well there's two parts there's one part that i'm not uh, not proud of but the second part uh, i am proud of the not proud part I'll start with is the fact that I love slot machines. Um, I'll come out clean right now that I love <laughs> slot machines. 
Um, mom, dad, if you're listening, you guys know how much I love slot machines because I convinced my mom to lose countless times on slot machines, whereas I left Vegas $70 up. Um, but um, the, the, the part that I, I did really enjoy, and this, this isn't really uh, a Vegas-specific feature, which I think I can – that's why like, I'm okay going other places, is the fact that I was able to walk down the strip, and even the old strip, and there was so much like – well mostly the main strip like the new strip and there's so much like different stores and buildings that you can go through and they're, they're just amazing um if you have like good money too like just just to spend like the food is amazing as well um and i don't know it for me it was like walking in the daytime and then hopping in stores hopping out of stores it just something about it really just brought me it got me excited every day um and i think it's just a diverse enough area um on what you can like do and see and different stores you can go into that it provides a, a very well-rounded experience um granted after a certain time of the night then it does become a little bit not family friendly um just because of the people that are out and stuff like that um and so you you kind of just got to keep your head down and walk straight but uh, yeah i don't know that, that was just kind of what I loved about Vegas. So, Would you guys ever consider going like to New York or Boston or somewhere like that? It's funny you said that, Andy, because I was thinking about Boston as I was talking about the places that I've kind of wanted to go, but I was kind of already far enough into my talk that I didn't want to take up like a whole two minutes of time. But yes, Boston is, and I guess New York to a degree, but Boston more so is definitely a location I'd like to go at some point. Yeah, my dad used to travel there a bunch, and everything he's said is it's a really cool and fun town. And I've talked to a couple of people who have lived there, and they loved it there. So it it seems like that'd be kind of like, if I were to go to a big city, that'd probably be where I go. I, oh, I actually never thought about Boston. When you said New York City initially, I was like, it, I could see how it'd be fun. I would, would I would hit every one dollar pizza shop that there is. Um, you know, like that. That's kind of what I would do in New York. Um, however, it is a little too busy for me. I feel mm-hmm. like Boston. Boston would be really cool because then we could also go to Foxborough and check out the crew as well. It's only like half an hour away. Um, but I don't know. I hear. I don't know what's in Boston. Honestly, like what I was things that I personally really enjoy are sports and just history in general and we think about boston obviously it's a very big sports town them have rich professional sports histories um but then you also got the american history aspect of like different events that happen there um and how old of a city it is that would be really unique too for someone that appreciates history like me so that's why i like it I forgot about that history element of boston we got literally the tea party there right um what else happened in Boston? There's a lot of good historical things. You know, that's a really good point, Mason. Um, also with the, the sports stuff, too. I mean, I don't follow many of the sports that are in Boston, but, like, that also is a good element, I think. Yeah, well, that was that's, like, kind of along the lines of my other thought that's been popping into my head is, like, Charleston, South Carolina, because it's, it's going to be nice there no matter what. But also there's some pretty rich history around that area. And some pretty beautiful beaches to go visit and all that good stuff, so. If we're going to the Carolinas, we're going to the Ottawa. No, not a chance. It's such a tourist trap, Bryce. 
I don't care. I binged the whole season three on Thursday. Oh, you're one of those people. I thought you were. I literally had, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm a sucker for mainstream TV shows on Netflix that come out and you just binge it all in one day. Mm-hmm. One day? Stranger Things, Bridgerton, Outer Bank. I can keep going if I wanted to, but those are the top three that came in my head. Bridgerton? I don't think I've ever heard of that one. You've never heard of Bridgerton? Nope. I don't think it's your speed, Andy, but it's pretty good. Okay. If I'm being honest. Okay. So, I don't know about you guys, but um, one of my like unfortunate but fortunate uh, traits that I have is that I have very vivid dreams. Um, I am what most people would call a lucid dreamer. Um, so I do have control over my dreams sometimes. And for the last three months, I've been recording every single dream that I can remember when I wake up in the morning. For the last three months? How many do you have? That We got to think he's at... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I have, I have stats. So we have... So out of the 169 sleeps that I've... Oh, that's way more than three months. 169 um, sleeps. Nice. So the 169 sleeps that I recorded, 115 of them I had dreams in, and 54 without dreams. 115 uh, dreams and, that you remember. And you wrote down every one of them. Yep. Uh, some of them, I, I will admit, some of them are, um, like, I did just make a note, just very general. It's not like a super thorough description. I'm just like... I had a dream about XYZ. That's it. Like, that's, oh, that's okay. what I, all I submitted. Some of them do that. Like, I had a nightmare. What was it? Saturday. I had one Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Wednesday as well. Wednesday. They're just like, they're, they're a good chunk. Like, I could probably write a, like a book off of it. Um, to give you guys just a little bit more details on my sleep on the 169 dreams. Um, 105 of them I've considered lucid dreams, so I had some sort of control in the dream, whether it's conscious thought and knowing that I was in the dream and or like being able to teleport, fly, um, just having control in the dream. Um, I only had one false awakening, uh, two times where I woke up with sleep paralysis, and then 42 times where they were actually nightmares. Um, and the, those 42 times with the nightmares do overlap uh, with lucid dreams sometimes too, so... I feel like I'd go back six years. I could have recorded for the last six years and not had that many dreams that are remembered in the morning. That is probably the same with me. <laughs> this is just crazy to me. Yeah, this is the, this is why um, an individual had asked me to, or one of my friends had asked me to bring this up in the podcast because apparently this is not a common thing for people to have um like this many dreams uh the control over the dreams nevertheless um and i thought that was just fascinating um and so the individual was like yeah you should talk about it on the podcast um i would like i i, I can search through for some dreams that i could Do you share. ever get deja vu from them oh yeah 100 percent. so when i was in counseling and this is gonna it's gonna sound weird but i actually had a really bad mm-hmm. nightmare once um, and I told her I did like, I borderline, if I didn't wake up, I probably like didn't wake up immediately after the dream. I probably wouldn't have been able to recognize if it was a dream or it actually happened in real life. Um, fortunately I haven't gotten to the point where I haven't been able to make a distinction, but as I get older, some of the dreams that I have have molded into memories and I do not know which is a dream and which is an actual mm. memory. 
which is kind of scary to think about. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that happening with how many dreams you're having. Like, for me, they are very distinct in my mind, but that is because I don't have that many of them that, like, much less that I remember right away as opposed to remember still. Yeah, I think it's most people, like, when they remember it, um, remember a dream, it's usually because it's reoccurring. That's kind of the vibe I get from people. Well, I, I haven't had many, like, specifically reoccurring dreams. I don't get the same dream typically, but what I will get is, like, a dream that I have, and then maybe a year or so later, I get the end of the first dream and a continuation of the story. That's actually really, that's really intricate. I do have an, a reoccurring nightmare that kind of goes in that same realm but i've had it ever since i was a child um and so as i get older it's it morphs um into how that nightmare becomes scary if that makes sense because like as i get older certain things don't scare me as much anymore and so it just kind of evolves Mm -hmm. but that's actually really cool andy i haven't had i haven't had a direct experience where the dreams build off each other often when i wake up in the mornings i'm like can I continue this dream? Like, but I can't, I, I don't, I just can't get myself to do it. Yeah. What you were explaining, Andy is similar to me. Uh, like since I've been a child, I, I used to think it was like every year. Or so i really don't know how often, but it's gotta be like at least two years now. Cause I don't think I had it last year, but it's this one dream that I will have. And it is like the exact same thing every single time. I never remember what it is. It's really weird, but it's like the only thing I remember is at the very end, it's like a cartoon lion of some sort in the woods. I don't even like, it might sound weird. I don't know what it is. And then like, as soon as I wake up, I don't remember any of the details, but like, I know it's the same dream. So it's, it's a weird do you phenomenon. Recognize, but do you recognize that, my... that it's the same while you're having the dream, or is it just after? I believe it's it's both. Definitely more so when I'm in the dream, because when I'm after, I'll kind of like wake up and I'm like, oh, I just had that dream again, but I don't remember what happened up until the very end. And it's like, and from my memory, I'm pretty sure it's like a significant amount of time. It's not like a three minute dream, you know. It's like I don't know. It's goofy, but. That's pretty so much it's like deja vu within a dream. Oh, like you see the same dream and you recognize that it's the same dream, but you almost can't place it. That's pretty much. Crazy. Yes. Yeah, it is. But that is like the only exciting thing about my dreams. Cause I am, I will have dreams that like, I can remember details here and there, but usually by the time I get to the shower in the morning, I just don't remember what happened. So props to you, Bryce, for your ability to, recall them so vividly yeah i think it's a creative part of my mind um i will share with you a lucid really vivid dream that still lives in my head today um it happened three years ago um and it actually involves two individuals and i will uh i'll get permission from at least one of them um the other person i'm just gonna mute out for the sake of you know privacy of this story but it's probably the craziest thing and it kind of um, reflects on the fact that, um, you know, I, I'm not like, I'm still new to Christianity, but you know how like certain people possess different, you know, gifts from mm-hmm. God, right? Um, or at least that's mm-hmm. the belief. And I yep. always thought mine, mine was some sort of prophecy, which could be also interpreted as a, like something from the devil as well. 
very conflicting, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So essentially what had happened, it was freshman year of college. I was laying down in bed. I had went to bed that night and, um, you know, there was nothing really exciting going on in my life at that time. I, you know, I was just really just starting to hang out with people, um, kind of just stayed back to myself and stuff. And so I'm sleeping and I hadn't really talked to many people, um, other than you guys at this point. And I fall asleep and in, in my dream, it picks up and I'm in a dorm room and it wasn't the dorm. It wasn't in a dorm room that was like at UWL or anything. It was a, a different type of dorm room. So I knew I wasn't, wasn't in like a place that I've been before. And then I, I remember that there was kind of like a bunk dorm bed set up that was there. And I um, kind of had this like ghost kind of vibe to me. Um, and so I could just see what was in the room um, and who was in the room and uh, kind of like just third person. Nobody in the room could see me. Um, it was very apparent that I was I was just looking on kind of like a Christmas Carol kind of vibe. And I'm looking at this futon that's sitting right in front of me dating at the time. And I remember just watching them and they're talking. Um, and then all of a sudden they're like all cuddled up and, you know, watching, watching whatever they were watching. And then they looked at each other and um they kissed and to this point i don't know why but i had a feeling that something like it was just really weird like inside deep down i was like this feels super real so when i woke up the next morning i texted and i was like hey okay and uh, a little while later she texts me back and she says yeah fine and i'm like this is gonna sound really weird but i had a dream last night that you you kissed um and then she proceeded to tell me the story that she had shared her first kiss with that night what the heck that is that is wild yeah probably the scariest thing that's ever happened in my life just kidding not the scariest thing but the the weirdest coincidental or prophesized thing that's ever ever happened in my life um assuming she's telling the truth which i'm not claiming that she's not but the without like giving super details to the story the amount of description she gave me about the story um, made sense on why, if it was some sort of prophecy and why I felt like an unneededness or like uneasiness to ask her if she was okay from that night made sense for the context, if that makes sense. So the the story, uh, maybe she did make it up, you know, props to you, round of applause to you. Um, but the fact that it was so like, it, it just sounded like a perfectly made story and it, it sounded like a personal experience. So like. I don't want to, yeah, that, that, that was, and there's a good chance she doesn't remember it. So I'll have to touch base with her and see if she remembers it at all. But it was probably the weirdest thing. Dreams are so weird, man. I've had only one instance, but when I had deja vu, I just literally, I was playing ultimate Frisbee and I just stopped and the Frisbee hit me in the side of the head and I didn't move. And I was just like... I I don't know what I'm doing here. And then uh, one of our friends uh, came up to me and was like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And I just looked at him and just like blank face. And I was like, I don't know. I've been here before. So really goofy stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask that at some point. It's like, do you guys experience deja vu on a fairly regular basis? Yeah, for sure. Um, Most recent occurrence for me was... um, you know how I mentioned I skipped, like, mm-hmm. I missed class on Friday? Um, 
that has been a reoccurring nightmare for me, missing class mm-hmm. for the last three years. And the way I missed class is exactly how that nightmare goes. It's where I completely forget what time class is at and I show up late. <laughs> and so for me, that was a little petrifying. However, I got through it, um, realized it's just an odd coincidence and I might have manifested it myself. Um, but now I'll be super attentive to what time class starts. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I... I... I experienced the what you just described is like actually something that I do too is like I if I have a really important event the next day and like I go to bed thinking about it then like I will always like stress out in my sleep like about not waking up on time or being late to whatever I have to go to and it really just freaks me out until I wake up and like oh nothing nothing's wrong so that's why I started the dream log is so that I could you know I I had a stretch especially last semester when I was living in the living room um where a lot of my dreams the next day would become true. Um, and they weren't like things that I had self actions for. It was what other people were doing. It was like those deja vu moments that we were talking about. And so I started doing the dream log just to mm-hmm. make sure that I wasn't going insane, that these deja vu events had happened. Um, and naturally they've slowly slowed down, but they're still happening. And I have, I do have dreams written down in my, my log that I can look back on and be like, yep, that did actually happen in real life. So yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So we're getting towards the end of our podcast time. Uh, just before we say goodbye, I just want y'all to share what your favorite part of the season was. Um, yeah, we'll have one of you guys start and then it, uh, it might be a little bit of recency bias, but I think I'm going to have to go to our episode with Justin and about Yes UW. Um, that idea that he had and made a reality is just something that really resonates with me. And just the idea of going for it. Whatever you um, really want to go get in life, just take a chance. Go for it. Go do crazy things. Um, that just seems super cool to me. And to hear that he's doing that is and was really, really awesome for me. So, yeah. Yeah, I obviously go back and talk about the interview we had with Justin. And I wasn't there for, for you, unfortunately. But I enjoyed that. So just for the sake of not saying twice, I'm going to go um, just talking about one specific that we had in episode two. About, um, really, I, I think it was the most unique. Uh, my favorite from that one is we talked about the movies that we enjoyed. Um, and different like how we uh, looked at the different movie interests that we had. Um, that's so that resonated with, with me going back in season or episodes um, that I can. Have. So that was stood out. Yeah. So for me, my my favorite part of the season, um, and I, the reason why I use part isn't necessarily. I don't have a particular episode that really shined out uh, in front of the others. Um, I do. I do appreciate the. The, the interviews that we did, well, interviews or special guests that we had on, um, I did really enjoy that. But for me, I think my favorite part of the season was being able to edit every single podcast and be able to relive every single thing we discussed and pick up on everything. Uh, because when we do record this, we're recording over the internet. So sometimes we cut in and out. And so I can actually hear the things that are missed uh, and then kind of get, or the things that, you know, we all zone out every once in a while. So um, I get to listen to those happen again um, without having to listen to the final product. And I get to hear the, the, the cool little, the little things that 
maybe none of us picked up on through the partway through. Um, there was one episode in particular where Mason's mic had cut out in our cast to each other. Um, and I don't remember hearing a single thing during it. And I'm pretty sure Andy probably didn't hear it at all. Um, and I really enjoyed what you had to contribute. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what it was, but I remember going through the edit and being like, oh, wow. Like if I, like if I had heard this during the conversation, we might've, we might've spiraled the, the podcast into a different direction. And so it's kind of like one of those little happy accidents in a sense where like we got, we ended up going on a path that fit the episode or maybe it didn't fit the episode. Maybe we would have had a better episode, but just that's how life ended. Yeah. Behind the scenes stuff is always cool. Well, everybody, thank you for listening again. Um, this is our final episode of the season. Uh, we are going to be meeting soon to discuss uh, what when the next season's going to be. Um, I can I'll say it here first, but minimally, uh, it will start in the summer when we have more time, <laughs> probably. Um, but I have some big ideas for the podcast uh, for what we can do in the future, how we can you know take the the elements that really stuck. Um, this season and really resonated with each of us individually. And then any feedback that you guys, the listeners have, um, we would love to hear, as you can tell from this episode, we discussed a topic that somebody had brought up to me. Um, and, you know, last week we had Justin on because he asked to be on and defend himself. And we loved that little kind of fiery energy between Noah and Justin, all playful for sure, but um, it, it had a good little element to the podcast. Um, so, you know, just reiterating it one more time, you know, you guys, listeners, if you hear anything, if you think of anything, feel free to reach out to any of us. Um, we would love to hear what you have to say. Um, we are in the development of developing a discord server, or at least I am, um, in making a more communal space for you guys to be able to share different thoughts and ideas that you might have with us. So. Yeah. Now let's keep it rolling. I'm excited to uh, see what we have for the future. Yeah, it was great to it was great to start this first season. And of course, Bryce already said it, but thank you to all that have given us a listen and have continued to follow us, especially to our special guests and the content that we hope is worth listening to and is enjoyable. So, like Bryce said, we look forward to continuing to engage with the audience going forward. So, thank you guys. Yeah, and just as a little bit of a just kind of like a foresighting thing. Um, there is a potential special kind of bonus episode I might record when I'm home for spring break um, with a group of individuals that, and I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get Mason and Andy on for it, but I think it's going to make for a nice little, uh, put a little bit of a smile on everybody's face um, if you guys get to listen to it um, and maybe reach out to a bigger audience. So that we have that in the works. Um, and so look forward to that. But anyways, without further ado, it's been Bryce. It's Mason. And your favorite host, Andy. No, no way. Of course, he goes last. And we'll see you all next season.